Hello everyone, and welcome to the first, and who knows, maybe the last episode of the Guelo Ramblings World Tour Podcast. My name is Stephen Palmer, and you might know me from being the co-host of the Asian Cinema Film Club with Mr. Elwood Jones, or maybe you'll know me from my writing for easternkicks.com, or maybe you'll know me from my Asian cinema blog, guelo-ramblings.wordpress.com, or maybe it's earlier incarnation, as thingsfallapart.blogspot.co.uk Now apart from an early dalliance with the new Doctor Who at Things Fall Apart, some 99% of my output, both written and spoken, has been about Asian cinema. The cinema of Japan, of South Korea, Thailand, China, Taiwan, Indonesia, others. And whilst there have been occasional crossovers with Western cinema, that's been me. I'm one of those guys who writes and talks about Asian films. And my mission statement has always been to show there is more to Asian cinema than long-haired ghost girls and kung fu films. To show that Asian cinema is as wide-ranging as any other sort of cinema. I talk about the mainstream, the strange, horror movies, romance movies, comedies, art house films, basically anything that has touched me in some way. And especially through EasternKicks.com, I've been a really lucky boy getting to meet and interview filmmakers and actors and actresses. All amazing experiences. Over the last year, I tried a little experiment. Using the short form of Twitter, I sent out little reviews of every movie I watched in 2018. Maybe missing one or two, but the bulk of my viewing was there for all to see. I clearly love a documentary and I love superhero films. I've certainly been touching base with movies I watched over 30 years ago as a teenager and been reappraising them through the lens of life experience. And most importantly, it showed that most of what I actually watch is not Asian at all. What it showed is that I like cinema from all over the world. Elwood and I have been doing the Asian Cinema Film Club for well over two years now, putting out content every month. And I really, really enjoy working with Elwood and that most certainly will continue. The blogging side of things has become less important, life kits getting in the way, but I still enjoy the structure of working for Eastern Kicks, so that also will continue. With the podcast though, I'm the co-host, and the truth is, Elwood does the hard work. He records it, he edits it, he puts hours into all the associated collateral, all the advertising on social media, on the website, on Facebook and so on and so forth. And I'm very happy with him doing this. But there's a bit of me that fancies doing, well, a solo album. So what I thought would be a fun experiment for at least 2019 is to start my own podcast. For now it's just me, talking, to you, my as yet unknown audience. I'll be doing it all, writing the scripts, doing the editing... Even creating the music, or at least throwing together a few garage band loops. Maybe I'll invite some of my podcasting friends in on it in later episodes. Or maybe I'll find some new voices to join me. Or maybe I'll continue on alone. What I'm going to commit to is a minimum of 12 episodes in 2019. And each episode will take a film or two from somewhere in the world. I'll tell you about it. Tell you why it gets my seal of approval. Maybe send you to look at other films related to to that episode subject. I'll probably avoid the traditional Asian territories, but not necessarily the Asian continent. Right now, I don't really know how this is going to end up. 
I don't know how it's going to change over time. But here's my mission statement. A monthly podcast about world cinema. My suggestions to you for films to go and check out. Oh, and I'll still be butchering foreign names and pronunciations, just like before. And this month, I'll start in Spain. And I'll start with one of the best-known Spanish film directors of the modern age, Pedro Amaldovar. And the film is 2011 horror thriller, The Skin I Live In. I guess Amaldovar is an easy choice for our first episode, as most people interested in world cinema will have heard of his work, even if you haven't seen any of his films. You know, at least some of his regular cast, Penelope Cruz and Antonio Banderas. He's actually got a much wider group of regulars, but those two names would be most familiar to those more accustomed to Hollywood fare. Banderas is actually the star of the film we're talking about today although it would have been over two decades since the two had worked together before. Amaldivar has worked within many different genres and styles, but there are various themes and concepts which tend to tie his films together. He's obviously fascinated by notions of family, especially motherhood, and by explorations of gender. He often brings his own homosexuality to the screen, but his is a gayness born out of pride and acceptance. His gay characters don't hide, feel ashamed or go through journeys of self-discovery. They know who they are and never apologise for it. His work also somewhat coincides with the end of General Franco's dictatorship in Spain and can be seen as cinema freed from oppression. He loves the city of Madrid, although not, say, to Woody Allen's connection to New York level. His films have strong use of colour and set design and music often plays a huge part in proceedings. He also seems to love a complex, sometimes non-linear narrative, which can be very demanding on the first-time viewer, but extraordinarily rewarding upon repeat viewings. He's also a director that is possibly more loved outside his home nation, having international success at both Cannes and the Oscars. Saying all that, the skin I live in is a little different to his normal fare, which often lives in the world of melodrama. This, however, is a film inspired by directors such as Cronenberg, Argento, Bava, Hitchcock, and, I guess most importantly, Georges Fondue's Eyes Without a Face. It's one of his darkest films, and possibly one that isn't as adored by his devotees, but for me it's almost a culmination of everything that makes a good amount of our film, just dressed up in a different genre clothing. The main protagonist of the film is a plastic surgeon called Robert, played by Antonio Banderas. He has been experimenting on a new sort of artificial skin that could potentially help or even protect from burns. He's professionally hit a wall though. He's been driven by some tragedies in his past and his cutting edge work is getting blocked by pesky little things like ethics. And as the film progresses, we learn about these tragedies. We learn about a wife who was involved in a terrible car crash and whose hideously scarred face drove her to commit suicide. We learn of his daughter who witnessed her mother's suicide and after a horrible experience that led her to believe she had been raped also eventually killed herself in the same manner 
But this is just background, because we also find out that Robert has another, possibly even darker, secret. He has a young woman called Vera, played by Elena Anaya, incarcerated at his estate. A woman swathed in bandages and a face mask, unable to leave, but clearly important to Robert. Robert has dismissed all his servants other than his housekeeper Marilla, who clearly knows all Robert's secrets and is complicit in his schemes. When her criminal son comes to visit on the run from the police, demanding that Robert perform plastic surgery on him, she refuses, but he forces his way in, ties up his mother and rapes Vera. Robert finds him and kills him. And as these events play out in the modern timeline, we learn more about the final days of Robert's deceased daughter, Norma, played by Blanca Suarez, through dreams surprisingly shared by both Robert and Vera. We meet a young man, Vincente, by, played by Jean Cornet, who we find out has quite the connection to both Robert and Vera. I'll avoid any more spoilers, but let's say it's very Almodovarian. The skin I live in is actually based upon a novel, My Girl, or Tarantula in English, by French author Thierry Jonquet, where it plays out a little differently. A Moldovar has described the film as a horror story without screams and frights. And he's right. Whilst horrific things do occur with regularity in this film, it doesn't rely on jump scares or loud music cues. Yes, there are terrible things like rapes and murders that go on, but the real horror is realising exactly who Eve actually is and what Robert has done to her. And when you know the full story, it becomes worse, because this story of a father's obsessive revenge is based on a presumption of guilt. And it isn't just flawed, it's flat out wrong. And yet, even though this is a stylish, dark, thought-provoking horror film, Moldovar still finds time to give his film an incredibly happy ending. Terrible, terrible things are done to Eve, but somehow she is given a resolution that would only possibly work in an Moldovarian universe. As I keep saying, The Skin I Live In isn't your traditional Moldovar film, but its genre trappings do potentially make it a gateway film into his work. Just don't expect any of his other films to be quite like this. If you are interested though, here are some next steps. You can try 1999's All About My Mother, a love letter to sisterhood and family, as well as unusually the colour and life of Barcelona. It's also very funny, although tinged with sadness. If you want something darker and enjoyed the multiple timeline approach of the skin I live in, check out 2004's Bad Education. It's a queer film noir with a touch of Catholic Church sexual abuse, deliciously layered together with an unreliable narrator by the way of a film within a film. I'm going to say no more, because this is an onion you need to peel yourself. A Moldovar has made over 20 features, but I guess his breakthrough film internationally was 1988's Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, 
a fast-paced black comedy that is also very worthy of your time. So I think it is time to wrap this episode of the Guedo Ramblings World Tour up. I fully expect to come back to Spain during this year, and most certainly the Spanish language. Next episode, however, I think we'll go visit the Middle East, albeit partially via the UK, and have a look at a couple of Iranian horror films. I hope you've enjoyed this debut episode of the World Tour. It's most certainly a pilot episode, and I'm sure future episodes will sound a little less rough around the edges. I haven't gotten around to all the setting up of social media yet, but if you want to contact the show, give feedback, or maybe tell me about your favourite Amaldivar films, or suggest something for a future episode, or maybe you want to come and join me and chew the cud about movies, feel free to contact me at thingsfallapart at hotmail.co.uk for now. Until next time, this is Stephen, signing off from Spain. Hola, y gracias, y adios. Thank you.